Hello and welcome to The Rejection Diaries, episode 8. My name is Stuart White. Today we are going to be focusing on love and our love of writing and how we can fall into and out of love with our stories, how we can fall in and out of love with the whole writing process and how we can help get ourselves back in love with it when we find that we're in a moment of helpless despair and and don't feel like we can do it or continue on with it. So we're going to play a lot on that um, that love analogy throughout this episode today. Um, we're going to be focusing on writing for love rather than um, any sort of external outcomes or, uh, or, or things that are out with our control. We're going to be discussing strategies to fall back in love with stories and writing and remembering the magic of reading as a child and how that inspired us to become writers ourselves um, as adults. So to to continue with that analogy of, of writing as love, um, I sometimes view my own writing a bit like sort of being in a relationship with someone, with a partner, and you know, reflecting on my own past in terms of that and my own past in terms of my writing, there are a lot of similarities and a lot of crossover. Um, I guess our books might be the equivalent of partners in those relationships and the overall process of being a writer and the ups and downs of, of everything out with just writing the actual stories is kind of like our whole lifetime's experience with love and relationships. And, and there's de- definitely uh, very clear comparables between the two. Um, and we're going to discuss some of those today, uh, maybe in a more sort of lighthearted way. Um, than than sometimes we we do on these episodes. But um, I think when I share this with you, I think you'll see a lot in in your own writing and the books that you've read, uh, uh, written, sorry, and how yeah how that that parallels with with your own experiences. So yeah, put um, the va- the various stages of of our love of writing and and the various uh, stories that we tell into certain categories. I like categories. And um, it helps us to, I guess, uh, directly tag our our various experiences. So the first um, category is flings. Now, obviously, in in our own uh, relationships, we we probably, or some of us anyway, have have had flings. Those are those uh, short-term ones. Um, And the equivalent of that for, for writing is that they are those lusty, passionate, opening five to 10,000 words that um, never got finished. So the story never got any farther beyond that. You woke up in a, a moment of passion in the morning or maybe in the middle of the night or or whenever you sit down to do your writing and you wrote those five or 10,000 words really quickly and you thought, this is it, this is a great story, I love this. And in that time that it took you to write it, in that moment, you were consumed by that story. You're so enamoured by it that nothing else mattered in that time. We also experience young love in both our writing and relationship worlds. Yes, so that's our our first foray into writing a story. Uh, Perhaps you did a course, perhaps not, or perhaps you thought it would all just flow out onto the page in this glorious organic process. Um, It would be natural, it would be unplanned. And you just write and write and never mind about the long term future or consequences. Never mind where this is going. Um, you are young, naive, and you're writing this story 
for the first time, who knows where it will go. So you just write without thought of the future, but eventually you get to a stage where you mature a little bit and finally you see the story for what it is, a product of a misguided idea or romanticism of what love is or love of writing is. And you move on and you chalk that first young love off to experience. Then we come to our sort of first love. That's the the story that you say is this story. This is this story. And yep, we've all been there. We have all written that first story. That's the first novel we complete. And we think, yep, this is the one. And we sit down and we go, I'm going to send this off to agents. I'm going to get uh, immediate replies from them. They're going to want to see more. They're going to want to, to sign me. Um, we send it off out to the agents, complete with a, a cover letter, usually a misguided one that hasn't been particularly well researched, and it says something like Dear Agent at the start, and then gives a big four-page explanation of why we write, where we write, our writing routines, our favourite place to write. You know, um, I like to write in the evenings at my desk at the window, and uh, I find that the, the ambiance inspires me to, to get my writing done, so on. And we disclose things which are completely and utterly irrelevant um, to the agent. We don't, we don't think about things like the pitch or where it sits in the market or anything like that because it's our first love. To hell with all that stuff. We just have written this amazing story. We will love it forever. Kind of like your first child as well. You'll, you'll just love it forever no matter what they do. Um, but um, we perhaps will get it rejected. Some, some people are lucky, their first love uh, sails off into the sunset and they live happily ever after. But uh, for the majority of us, it will it'll all collapse around us. You know, what we imagined as being the one, the first love and so on, um, eventually comes to an end. The story will be rejected. It will remain unpublished. Um, we will not become the, the full-time writer that we thought we would with this first story and will not be sipping lattes in Paris in the sunshine on a busy Parisian street. We will not be mingling with fellow creatives at cocktail lounges in the evenings, humming and hawing over the, the genius of our, our writing. And we'll probably end up with just some kind of ironic reply from the agent saying something like, Dear author, thank you for your deep insight into your writing process. Unfortunately, I just didn't connect with your novel because, well, actually, it's a bit rubbish. It's not ready yet. Your writing is not re ready yet. And obviously to all of us, that comes as a crushing blow. We're oblivious to it. It was our first love. We have no idea that the people on the other end just didn't feel the same. And it takes a while for us to move on from that just like it did with our first love. Uh, but we eventually do, and, and we've discussed uh, strategies to get back on the horse and to move on and so on in previous episodes, so I won't linger on that. There are other types of writing relationships that you can have with your books. There's the friends with benefits. Those are the stories we start, but we don't love enough to fully commit to, perhaps. Uh, but we keep coming back to it at times because we know there's something there. So that's the friends with benefits. The shotgun wedding book that's the one where we instantly fall in love and we can't stop writing it and we finish it in a month glorious but then we start to think and before long we often realize that we've rushed into this and that we've got to somehow make this thing work and because we rushed into it we didn't really think about it and actually there's less about the story that we love 
than we thought in the first place. And we now have a lot of work to do if we're just going to even rescue this story, let alone it become um, something that flourishes and eventually become published. We have got the one that got away. Yes, that's the story that you came to and you didn't know what you had until it was gone. The first 20k went down so easily. All the plot was weaving together perfectly, sliding together like a neat jigsaw. You had a perfect beat sheet and outline. And so you didn't really bother paying too much attention to the story. You just thought this is all coming together now. And you maybe didn't give it all the love it deserved. And one day, unexpectedly, it just walked out of your life, walked out of our heads. The love was gone. And try as we might to make up for it and make amends and tell them to come back. Please, please, please come back. We could never get that story back. It was perfect in that moment, but we didn't realise it. We took it for granted and it was the one that got away. Another one is our one true love. That is the soulmate of stories. The one that you were meant to write. It comes perhaps only once in a lifetime. Maybe not at all for some of us. But it feels right from that very first moment that you begin to think about it. This is our true love. And it basically writes itself because it's destiny and stars have aligned for you. And the story comes together in this sort of perfect, harmonious moment. And over the course of a very short period of time, you write it and it's perfect and it all comes together. And you don't actually need to revise it too much on the second or third draft. And you send it to the agents and the publishers and it gets published. And for us, that is our one true love, the one that we hope for to meet at some point in our writing lives. The next one is the divorced, beheaded, died. This is the one, well, you, you know the one, the, the story that starts so well, but the amore, the, the love, the passion, it does not last. So maybe it gets put in a drawer, it gets filed away, it gets put into a subfolder, uh, old drafts, rubbish drafts, whatever you call it. And then one day it comes back out and you think, actually, maybe with a bit of a severe edit, a lot of cutting and chopping and pasting, there might be something that could come of this one. And so you hack at it, you do what you can with it. But despite beheading the wayward plot deviants and trying to sort out your character's wants and needs and getting this story back on track, it just isn't working. So perhaps it becomes time for that story to die. There's The Married with Children. Many of you know about this one. That's the novel that you want to write, but never have the bloody time because between housework or work work, your real job or your kids and their clubs and the never ending request for snacks and drinks. How is anyone supposed to finish this novel? The Married with Children is the hardest novel of all, in my opinion, to get finished. And it's, it's a real toughie. And I, as I say, I dare say most of you out there have a little bit of experience of that in, in your own writing lives. Um, and give me a shout out if you do. Um, I'm always <laughs> happy to have a laugh and exchange stories and drink miserably down to the bottom of the glass talking about that one. And last, but certainly not least, is the happily ever after. 
finally, this is the book that not only you were happy with throughout the planning, the writing and the editing stages, this is the book that you're content maybe then to to reread again, read it back to yourself in 10 years, five, uh, 15 years, even 50 years time, and you'd still actually be quite happy with it, regardless of whether uh, it gets published or goes on to stardom or any of you know those amazing accolades that you would hope for your, your, your book, perhaps. It still is the one that always sticks with you, and it's your happily ever after. It's the one that when you finally leave this mortal coil that we will be happy for others to read and and, and think that that's representative of our, our very best work and our very best writing. So those are, <laughs> in a, a slightly uh, humorous way, some of uh, my categories of the different novels that you have and, and how the parallels between our, our love and our relationships can can come into our stories too. And I think that's why, for, for a lot of us, that's why rejection hits so hard. And that's why having to give up on a novel and move on to a new one is, is so difficult and it is so tough because, like in, in real life and relationships, moving on is difficult. And we, we can't always just throw it away as, as easily as we'd like to. And, and that advice of move on to the next novel and get going with that as soon as you can and don't worry about the one before that's easy to say as, as it is in real life. But um, for, for many of us, we hold on to, to that thought that actually maybe that, that previous relationship, that previous story was actually was actually the one or maybe I should have hung on to that or maybe I should keep holding on to that and maybe something will come of it and so on. And we, we, <laughs> we have those mental narratives and battles with ourselves um, over whether we should or not. So, as I say, lots of parallels there between love and relationships and our story ideas. So, I hope you appreciated those. Um, I had a, I had a bit of a think to to come down, with, come out with all of those. And and if you have any additional ones that I didn't mention, uh, please feel free to to comment, obviously on the on the podcast or the YouTube video, or just get in touch with me to let me know. And um, I could always add those myself to the comments. Um, so. How does this relate to rejection, to our writing, to falling out of love with our writing? Well, sometimes, you know, while um, we might finish a real relationship and need a complete break or some, some time alone, or we vow never to be with someone again, as, as, as well, I've been there, we, we all do it, don't we? Uh, sometimes love and relationships force themselves upon you and you can do very little to resist it. As... as um, they say in Back to the Future, it's like a bolt of lightning. It just bursts into your life and you can't do an awful lot about it striking you. And so when it crashes into your life, it nestles in there. And, you know, like many of our greatest story ideas, it just can't get out of our head. And though it's those moments, actually, that for me anyway, that, that make all of this worthwhile is, is that, that initial spark when something new comes in there and um, we, you know, we've got all the potential possibilities with that particular story idea and, and what we can do in terms of writing it and so on. Um, that, that is a, actually a great moment. And, and, and sometimes it comes, as I say, at the time where we've vowed never to write again or we're giving up for a while or we're having a break. 
and and that's actually you know a great suggestion sometimes they're writing um i know that the advice can be often you know write a little every day keep going stick with the habit if you you know you treat it like a, a job or a hobby then you know it potentially will, will become one one day etc and it's it's good advice that but similarly you know having that breakaway is sometimes needed and sometimes can can really do the job in terms of um reigniting that spark and, and resetting your creative flow so enough of these uh, story and love uh, and real life analogies um what we're, we're going to do now is have a look at what are some of the things that we can do um if we want to ask like the the black eyed peas famously said where is the love where has it gone well when you follow out of right of love uh, with your writing here are some of the strategies that i've come up with and that you can perhaps try yourselves um, number one, pick up a book uh, that you loved as a child and reread it. Find what you loved about that story. What was it about the storytelling and that that ignited you to want to tell your own stories as an adult? Uh, try morning pages or an equivalent. Um, if you haven't heard of morning pages, that's where uh, essentially this is a simplistic view of it. But essentially, you wake up in the morning, you open the word document or open your diary or or whatever it is you whatever it is you like to uh, do it. I recently downloaded the app actually on my phone, and I, I actually dictate um, some writing into my phone some mornings when I. I feel like I've got an idea or something that I, or a piece of dialogue or narrative that I have to get off my, get out of my brain and, and get it down somewhere. And the narration tool works really well actually in the in the the app, so that's worthwhile um, downloading and and using as as a way to maybe sort of just slowly build back up to to ignite that love for writing. Uh, another good one is write fan fiction. Based upon your favourite stories, books, novels, uh, films, series, whatever it happens to be, writing a bit of fan fiction could be so much fun. And and the reason I got onto writing my, the current uh, work in progress that I've got going is from doing exactly that. Based upon um, Doctor Who, I, I'm a huge Whovian and 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 you know I'm a total nerd in, in all all regards sci-fi, but uh, I love Doctor Who and I wrote I wrote a small. Uh, story based upon something you know and it's, it was using the real characters and so on from it but it gave me an idea and I thought well actually I could change the characters about use uh, children um, 13 14 year old characters and and rewrite this story actually and and that's what's led to this this current novel which I've only after a, a uh, exciting period uh, and, and a, a bit of a fling at the start um, and then a break I, I've come back to again and realized um how how much I love it and I better treat it well uh, before it's gone and it's, it becomes the one that got away. Um, the the next strategy is to write something which is only for you. This can be hard. Uh, I think well, however many books I've, I've written now uh, where I have had at the back of my mind, is this going to impress an agent? Is this going to sell to a publisher? Uh, and it can stifle the creative flow. It can reduce the amount of love that you have for your work and your your art because you are thinking about someone else's opinion the entire time that you're creating. And I don't think that's particularly useful or productive. I think that if you can write something that's your truest expression of your own creative self so the thing that you would love to read and and not think about anyone else regardless of of how tough that might be at times then you might 
end up with a story that you want to tell and it will be in your own voice and it'll be distinctive to you and it might be different from anything else that someone else has got out there and that might actually be what people are looking for even though they don't know it yet that might be what the agents or publishers are looking for is that that new voice that new something so rather than us you know always having that thought about a published work or getting an agent in our heads if we just tell the true story we can which is only for ourselves then sometimes that might actually be the opposite and 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 something that um that people in the industry do want but hey who knows Personally, I find a lot of solace in reading craft books. When I fall out of love with writing and, and can't stand to sit and, and write anything else, or I do that thing where every single word I write I'm being critical of and saying this isn't very good with every single keystroke. And and that, and that can be incredibly frustrating and, and uh, debilitating for your creative flow. Um, so I find my solace in going back to craft books. And I, I own just about every craft book that's ever been written. Uh, for writing for uh, writing for novelists for uh, writing for children and uh, I I study them I reread them several times I I make notes as I read them I make up my own beat sheets and structures based upon them I I make little exercises based upon them I I sit and work through them excessively and obsessively and my my writing group actually um, slag me off all the time about it because I I will uh, I will go on about them like they are words from a a holy book and and they are like my my bibles they are the bibles of my my writing life um, and they they do keep me on track when I'm feeling a bit lost and help me to rekindle the love for writing that I've lost. I think as a a scientist that that's important and, and I know people um, think different ways you know as I say my friends they're more uh, I guess they, they're maybe a bit more purist in terms of their, their creative flow and uh, their writing and they and they're, they're actually all just way better natural storytellers than I am they have got a knack for it where they don't necessarily need the craft books but I, I very much need that I'm a scientist I, I need a lot of that structure to help me uh, get back on track as I say when I'm feeling a bit lost and I need a light into the woods, which is a, a nice parallel and, and draw in there to one of my favourite uh, craft books by John York, which you should definitely check out if you haven't already. So that um, brings us to the end of the episode on love falling into and out of love with our writing, some of the analogies to, to real life and some strategies and tips to help us get back on track when we feel like we don't want to write anymore and the love as the Black Eyed Peas famously said, where is the love? The love has gone. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of The Rejection Diaries. This was episode eight. I'm Stuart White and I'll see you next time. May the force be with you.